Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Females in Fine Fettle and another month of brand new episodes. Man, October really flew by. This time of year always goes by in a blink. Last month, our theme was abundance and harvest, and so we kicked off the month exploring the ways in which seasonal eating can benefit your health and gave you some great resources to get on track with eating as fresh and local as possible while also supporting community farmers. The following week, we chatted about clearing out the emotional clutter in life in order to make room for more meaningful relationships, creativity, time, vacations, and just a more positive life experience overall. Week three, Michelle interviewed Lauren Chandler of the website Lauren Chandler Cooks. She's a globetrotting chef who's laid down roots in Portland, and she offered her three non-negotiables in order to land her dream job, talked about her work teaching cooking to the community of a local nonprofit outside in in order to promote healthier choices and self-sufficiency in the kitchen and the goal of her small business in working with clients healthcare team to make getting healthier a more cohesive process. Week four, Michelle took one for the team and did a solo show on handling the holidays. She presented three potential issues during the holiday season and offered super helpful and healthy solutions to deal. Potential hazard signs being the obligation, expectations, and feeling awkward. And week five of the long month of October was all about Halloween and rightly so. So if any of those topics pique your interest, please go back in time and give it a listen And if you ever have topics you would like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. Just head on over to femalesinfinefettle.com and click on contact on the upper right side to send us a message. All right, I'm winded. (laughs) (laughs) Still feeling super stoked about this time of year, mainly for the food and crisp weather. And speaking of the latter, I know many feel the same. This time of year is like an automatic excuse to hibernate, cozy up, settle in, or nourish and restore, as is our theme for the month. But others definitely don't feel the warm cozies when winter chill comes on, so we'll get into that later. We'd like to hit some crucial points for you, starting with hormones. What is happening with our hormones during this time of year, Michelle? Yeah, so I just completed a couple live webinars this past week, and they were Awesome. It was so much fun. And I actually had such a great response from the live attendees that I think I might plan another webinar for next month. In um, last week's series, I covered the five root causes of every hormone imbalance, along with some great tools, strategies, and tactics women can use to shift the trajectory of their health and hormones naturally. So if this sounds interesting to you, be sure to get on the email list to stay up to date on the next release. So during this time of year, from a Chinese medical perspective, our chi or energy is moving inward and downward. 
And when we think of the balance and interplay of yin and yang, this is a yin time of year, which means it's the perfect time to nourish our body and give it space to recharge and restore, hence the theme of the month. So what does this look like in regards to our hormones? Well, instead of talking about our sex hormones, things like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, it's important to take note of our diurnal hormones or the hormones that control our sleep and waking cycles. These hormones are predominantly cortisol, our waking hormone, and melatonin, our sleepy hormone. As the days get shorter, the interplay of these hormones also shifts, and it can dramatically affect our mood, our motivation, and especially our energy levels. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. Yeah, so I imagine you've all heard of SAD, seasonal affective disorder, but if you haven't, here are the details. As stated in the 2017 publication of the Oxford Handbook of Mood Disorders, SAD is a type of depression that is repeated in the fall and or winter months, and it's most prevalent in northern latitudes. So seasonal affective disorder has been linked to sleep disorders, sensitivity to low light, and an inability to adapt to the change in season, which is expressed in negative and distorted thinking. Do you feel negatively affected by the longer and colder days, Mish? I actually don't. Um, I'm a winter baby and an introvert by nature, so this introspective time is really welcomed. I see it as a time to kind of hunker down, reflect on the past year, and plan for the upcoming one. I also love taking advantage of the opportunity to sleep a bit longer. It's like comfy pants 24-7 over here. (laughs) But (laughs) I will say that I'm diligent about taking my vitamin D, making sure I'm moving, getting outside, and eating really well, all of which play a huge role in our hormonal balance. I'll talk about that more in just a bit. Well, if you are feeling the winter blues, all hope is not lost. Controlled light therapy trials have shown great improvement to depressive feelings, and traditionally in clinical trials, light boxes with the full spectrum or cool white fluorescent light without UV rays are used. And though there's more research to be done on the type of light and the time of day and so on, results have shown that just sitting with a light for 30 minutes right after you wake up that emits about 10,000 lux, which is a unit of illuminance, and is similar to sunshine, can have a huge impact on your mood in a great way. Or you can try several times a day and just park a light box at your desk. If you got a hundred bucks to drop or add it to your wish list, you could always search for 10,000 Lux Light on Amazon. Give it a shot, and if it doesn't work for you, you can just return it. I have to say that research has shown inconclusive in part because participants in the studies tend to get irregular with their light box time, so try to keep it consistent. The benefits could be worth it to you. And if it's not your thing, there are other ways to reverse the effects. Yeah, I definitely recommend lightbox therapy, and I'll link to my favorite one in the show notes. When we get bright light exposure first thing in the morning, specifically, our brain turns on a timer and says, all right, 14 hours after right now, it's time to sleep. The magic amount definitely seems to be about a half hour of exposure within an hour of waking. But I have had clients report a dramatic improvement in their mood and energy with as little as five minutes a day. If a light box isn't in the budget right now, just being outside, even if it's overcast, there's so much more light intensity than if we're just hanging out indoors. 
I know we've covered this in a past episode, but just as a reminder, the optimal bedtime is between 9 and 11 p.m., which is when our melatonin should be at its natural peak and our cortisol should be at its lowest. Another tip, if you haven't already, is to have your vitamin D checked. The specific one you want to check is called 25-hydroxycholecalciferol or 25-OH vitamin D3. When I run this test, I like to see my clients between 60 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. Or if you're using standard international units, it's around 175 to 225 nanomoles per liter. I base my dosing recommendations on these lab results and definitely recommend monitoring these values every four to eight months or so, depending on your levels and the dosage you're taking, because you definitely don't want to be overdosing your vitamin D. Ashley, have you had your vitamin D levels checked? Uh, No, I haven't, but I am (laughs) inspired by this episode to do so. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, during the fall and winter months, I feel like my body is on more of a solar cycle or something, as in I go to bed relatively early compared to the summer months, sometimes as early as 839, which you say is a good thing. Um, But then I rise as early as 5, which is kind of a bummer, (laughs) though I prefer... 6 a.m. I wake up rested, though, and in the darkness of early morning, I feel like the world is my own, and I have more time to prepare for my day, which relieves so much stress immediately. So maybe this is a good time to enliven your senses and find a way to pleasantly surrender to the dark days of autumn and winter by trying one of these seasonal pick-me-ups. You could brew some chai tea or make a vegan pumpkin spice latte, and we posted a great recipe on the private Facebook page a few weeks ago, and maybe you saw it. You could simmer some cinnamon sticks and fill your home with its delicious aroma, cut up and roast some fall veggies, sweet potato, cauliflower, Brussels with garlic for a tasty snack throughout the day, bake a pumpkin loaf prepared the night before, and it has to be said... Find a podcast or audiobook to listen to that empowers you or just narratively takes you to hot summer days. The feeling could stay with you and keep you running back. (laughs) Those are all great ideas. And now I'm getting kind of hungry. Speaking (laughs) of food, one of the beautiful things about eating seasonally is that we can depend on the energetics of the food we prepare to help balance our body. Things like squash, root vegetables, winter greens, cabbage, mushrooms, broths, slow cooker meals, apples and pears. These seasonal foods help to warm the body and nourish our internal organs. Coming back to the Chinese energetics of the season, another thing that I love doing in the fall and winter months are sensory deprivation or float tanks. These are a total yin activity and they can be a super effective medium to help shift our body and mind into an incredibly relaxed and meditative state. So perfect for nourishment and restoration. Small caveat, if you have severe claustrophobia, this might not be the best option for you. One other thing I'll mention is movement. In the winter months, I tend to focus on restorative exercise, things like yoga, Pilates, just walking or stretching, things like that instead of really pushing it. I know there's a lot of CrossFit enthusiasts out there, but just a thought to maybe not push yourself so hard during this season. Remember, it's all about balance. What about indoor rock climbing? That doesn't seem too rigorous. 
Yeah, I think rock climbing could definitely be an, a good option. I like the sort of slow, methodical approach to movement in that. So yeah, why not? All right. Okay, and then there's one more thing that comes to mind in terms of our theme of introspection, and that's nurturing close relationships. It's almost intrinsic in my response to this season. We covered the importance of this in episode 13 in October. This is the time of year to take stock of your life and the people in it, who fills your cup, and all that. (laughs) Yeah, I think whether we want it to or not, this time of year tends to stir that pot quite a bit. Whether it's work parties, social gatherings, or family affairs, our relationships are definitely at the forefront. So if you want some more tips and guidance on how to nurture those relationships that matter to you most, be sure to check out episode 13. So to sum it up, if you're feeling those winter blues, give a light box a try, get your vitamin D checked along with me, Soothe your soul and organs with warming seasonal foods. And don't push it with the exercise. Try restorative movement. And again, this is a great time of year to nourish your relationships and reflect on what brings you joy. Yes. Awesome. I hope you guys found some helpful information in this week's episode. And I cannot wait to meet you back here next week in episode 18. We'll be getting a little bit more specific and talking about how to nourish and restore your body in preparation for pregnancy. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.